Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast, where we hope to embolden you with discipline, personal growth, and abundance to live your most authentic life. Simply Authentic Podcast. I'm Angie Mullings. And I'm Tanya Murfin. Welcome, everybody. And today is Valentine's Day. It's the day all about love and lovers and loving and all things like that, right? Right. We have some very special guests with us today. It is Tim and Tracy Prater. And first, we're going to just kind of tell how we all know each other because they are working in the real estate world, just like Angie and I. And Tim is a lender, so it's it's all the same world to us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Tracy and I, I was a Murney agent when I first got my license, and so you and I have known each other for at least 22 years, because yes. that's how long I've been licensed. Mm-hmm. And you've done this for how many years? Um, 27. Okay. Yeah. All been right. closing coordinator mm-hmm. for 27 years. Yeah. And yeah. still at Murney. Still at Murney. Yes. 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 Yeah. Love it. Okay. And Tim... You are a lender. So how long have you done that? Ooh, did my first loan in 95. Okay. So a few yeah. years. A few yeah. years. Yes. Yeah. And I've known Tim for a long, long time because we both grew up in Pleasant Hope. Yes. So so and it was it was interesting. One day he just bops into my office. I'm like, hmm, I think I know that guy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Lose touch with people over the years, but then uh, yeah, reconnected and and um, yes. so yeah. Yeah. There we go. So mm-hmm. Let's get started talking about love, because that is why we're here today on Valentine's Day. So tell us about how you guys first met, where you met, how old were you? Tell us a little bit about yourselves to the listeners who might not know you. Oh, I love this story. I was about, I was 22, and I ran into Sunday school class on two wheels, always did that, (laughs) and I saw him, and I was like, dear God. Look at those eyes. He has the biggest, brownest eyes I have ever seen. And that is my number one requirement for my future husband. Check. So big brown eyes. And he was saving a seat for his sweetheart. And I was like, well, that one's taken. But I want one. I was like, God, if you're listening, I want one just like him. So I asked my friend who was dating him. I said, does he have a brother or a cousin? (laughs) Just like him. And she's like, no, two sisters. And I'm like, well, whatever. But yeah, so we did. We ignored each other there for a little bit. And then Christmas Eve, he proposed. And we got married in May, the week after he graduated. So it was seven months from beginning to end. Oh, my gosh. When you know, you know, right? Yeah, I guess so. And that was in college? Yes, college. Okay. Uh Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so young Sunday school. Yeah. yeah. So okay. if somebody says, "Do you believe in love at first sight?" you you oh, would say yes for sure. Yeah. It can happen yeah. in I the blink remember, of an eye. I still remember the dress she was wearing uh, Aww, the first time I really? saw her. <laughs> yes, it was a blue sack dress, yeah. and she had it knotted up just a little bit below the knee, just to show off her calf. Oh, <laughs> Tracy! Yeah. Come on. The girl I bought it from told me that'd be sassy, so I did it. <laughs> That's funny. I'm so, so glad. Tim, how did you get rid of the other girlfriend? How quick did you get rid of her? Well, mm-hmm. we were actually engaged for a period of time. 
and um, it didn't work out. There were some inconsistencies. Okay. Um, okay. And so, yes, <laughs> um, we broke up, and um, shortly thereafter, Tracy, I asked Tracy to join our co-ed volleyball team. Uh, we needed a, another female to play that Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so she set in, and we played that day, and we talked about our exes. And um, about two, three weeks later, I asked her out for a date. It's actually a Sunday school party, and we spent the whole <laughs> night telling everybody that we weren't dating. We were just friends. <laughs> um, and yeah, That's so funny. we ended up at an... Uh, a party over on Delmar was SMS at the time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But we were mm-hmm. dancing in the basement under a single bulb, and I remember kissing her. And mm-hmm. me too. <laughs> I remember that. And yeah, so that was that was technically our first date. Yeah. Um, and then two months later, Christmas Eve, I proposed, and we wow. were married in May. And so, how That's how awesome. many years does that make it then? Thirty in May. Thirty wow. in May. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, all the hard so work awesome. this man's put in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tracy, what are Tim's best attributes? What what made you fall in love with him, and what keeps you in love with Other him? Other than the brown eyes. Well, right. Yeah. We know that uh, part. The brown eyes. He, mm-hmm. he had the look. Yeah. Mm. But yes, <clears throat> no, his thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. I don't think many women can say that they know from the beginning, from the wedding on, that I'm first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I am first in his mind. So his mm-hmm. thoughtfulness and always putting me first, which I'm sure has been hard sometimes, is is undoubtedly my the first thing I think about. And then the mm-hmm. second thing I think about is his integrity. Okay. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can take that to the bank. Yeah. And so I love that he doesn't I mean, in our industry, talk is cheap. Yes. You know, people it say is. a lot of things, yes. and a lot of things don't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And But in our marriage, I know that if he speaks it, it's, ha- it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that is a security that I don't think a lot sure. of people have. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I love that. And he's caring and considerate, and he, he's a fierce friend. Yeah. Um, he has had a lot of people... Uh, not return that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's been very hard to see that when he's all in. Yeah, mm-hmm. if if you're his friend, you are in a very elite group. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he's a giver. I'm the taker. He's the giver. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying it like it is. Gonna yeah, be honest. Saying it like it hey. is. Yeah. yeah, that's probably a lot of what makes your marriage work. Is that you? You're honest Funny with each you can other. Identify that. I like that. Yeah. See, I'm going to continue to take. No, I'm kidding. I give sometimes too. <laughs> so, Tim, tell us about Tracy. What are her best attributes? Oh, um, she's outgoing. She's beautiful. She she has a great heart. Um, she is she is one of the most godly women I know, um, and it's one of those things. Um, you know, it was love at first sight based very much on, you know, the superficial, sure. you know, mm-hmm. yes. she's beautiful. She was outgoing. She was the life of the party. Um, but just over the years, growing together has just been a blessing. And mm. we always joke that we got married when we were young and poor, so we definitely didn't marry for money. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's it's been it's been good 
So what's the key? What yeah. the divorce rate is what it is and and people struggle to make it work and so what do you think the key is? Mm. Communication. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, you got to be able to talk it out and we made we've made a lot of rules for ourselves. Um one of the rules is you can't leave when you're fighting. Nobody it's leaves. Important. Yeah. You 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 stick with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could say we don't we don't take our fights, you know, to bed and sleep on it, but we so do. Mm-hmm. But what's beautiful is you get up in the morning and you're like, oh, we're both facing work and life. Yep. I'm sorry. Fresh I don't, perspective. I don't want you to go to work. I don't want to ruin your day. Yeah. Whatever was last night was last night. And so we just talk it through mm-hmm. and try to make each other a priority. Yeah. And that's why Valentine's Day is the day when we exchange presents. We oh. don't we don't give each other anything for Christmas. Okay, oh, so we we focus on family I love and our, that. Yeah. our son and stuff. And so yeah. Valentine's Day, I mean, we're working up to. I don't know. Ooh, we it's were getting so exciting. Broke. Yes, yeah. we were so broke our first Christmas that after buying presents for everyone else, we yeah. didn't have money to buy presents for each other. Mm-hmm. Right, and we didn't want to go into credit card debt just to splurge. Right. So spoken like a true lender. Yeah. <laughs> For real. My degree's in finance. Um, but we 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 did. Um, we decided that that very first year that Valentine's Day was going to be our major gift exchange. Hmm. And so that's something that we've held to um, for 30 almost, years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, so. that's that's sweet. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. and it makes it spe- even more special because Christmas is a a big holiday, mm-hmm. and it's about giving. It makes Christmas all Agree. about the giving. Yes, yeah. I so. love that. Yeah, yeah. can you so guys give <laughs> any of your other rules that you have? Oh, oh, yeah. We don't spend more than twenty five dollars without checking with the other person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been made so much easier by cell phones. When we first got married. Uh, yeah, pagers were the, all the rage. Um, <laughs> right. So it was harder to get that permission to spend that extra money. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, oh, goodness. No, I just, um, one of the things that I, I try to commit to is, and I've heard that I heard this years ago, um, always refer to Tracy as my bride, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both, both in my thoughts and in my words, because that takes me back to the moment when I mm-hmm. saw her walking down the aisle and um, it's really hard to stay angry with her when <laughs> yeah. I'm visualizing her in that mm-hmm. white dress. Yes. Um, so, yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tracy's blushing. <laughs> yeah. It's hard yeah. to tell. I love that. <laughs> I love the answer that, sorry, I, I love the answer that communication you feel like is, is one of the yes. keys because I feel like it's what's missing in relationships, period. Mm-hmm. People just, they, they bottle things up. They mm-hmm. they don't express how they feel, which leads to a bigger disaster than if they just talked it out in the beginning. And and I think somewhat of that is, is fear, fear to have mm-hmm. that communication, that open yeah. line of communication. So I think it's really um, a vital takeaway from, from our conversation that you feel like communication really is one of the keys to a successful marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, if you bottle it up, you're playing a soap opera. You know, mm-hmm. you're waiting for him to read your mind and mm-hmm. sweep you off your feet and do this without telling him. And well, of course he knows and this and that. And I, that, that wastes time mm-hmm. and, and yeah. breaks down relationships. And if you're just, if you just are honest, I mean, we can talk about 
about anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get settled or we're going to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think people just don't think they have the tools. I'm a communications right. major. And so mm-hmm. I just think people don't have, think they have the tools to get through a conflict Right. Should one arise? Yes. Because right. there are buttons. Everybody has a button. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it gets pushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all bets are off. Yeah. And things are said. Mm-hmm. And so you don't ever want to go into that. But sometimes you have to to get through mm-hmm. it and past it. And then it can heal while you move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And I, <clears throat> go ahead. I was going to say, and, and you have to be intentional about the communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we went through a rough spot probably 10 years ago. And we had to do a hard reset, sort of. Oh. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, we had been so focused on parenting mm-hmm. that we had kind of grown apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we had to make a conscious effort to make more time for one another and to resume dating. And one of the things, mm-hmm. that, and I, I love this because it's both exercise and communication, um, we try to walk. Mm-hmm. And we have a route in our neighborhood that we walk. But we hold hands while we walk because that keeps us physically connected. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then it allows us to have communication out in a public environment so it doesn't get real heated because nobody wants a display. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) I definitely don't want a display. Um, But, yes, um, we try to be very intentional about having those times when we can just visit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's shoulder to shoulder time. You know, yeah. you know that girls can speak to each other to their faces mm-hmm. and it's not a thing. But guys say more when they're working together mm-hmm. or doing something mm-hmm. shoulder to mm-hmm. shoulder. And so when we go on our walks, we can talk about anything because I'm not staring at his right. face. Yeah. I don't need to know his reaction. Mm-hmm. I'm, right. I'm, 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 being, I'm saying what I need to say and I'm yeah. being heard. And then by the time we get home, it's not a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we got it out of our chests and we got things to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how real you are about conflict mm-hmm. because I think that the perception of a loving couple is that everything is perfect. Oh. And we all know that it's not. Right. But I think there's a lot of people that are afraid to admit that mm-hmm. and it, afraid to say it like you said it. And so I just, I, really appreciate you telling all of our listeners that there is conflict and that you have several ways to work through it. Mm-hmm. And when you're best friends, yes, you know, then you're going to be there. I, I think above all, we, we are committed. Yeah. You know, like when we got married, we had a 90-year-old's commitment to this marriage. Yeah. 2014 tried us, tried us hard. Mm-hmm. And that was a terrible year. But... You know, you go through that, yeah, and and you hurt, yeah, and you realize what would your life be without this person, mm-hmm. and you go there, and it's oh my, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we went to a, a retreat one time at College of the Ozarks, and we had different colors. Everybody had a different color of play doh, and they said, okay, we want you guys to merge your play doh, mush it up. And so he had yellow, and I had blue, or vice versa, and so we mushed it all up. And he's like, okay, now you need to take it apart. Take the yellow out of the blue. And we were like, we mushed it good. (laughs) (laughs) It's not coming apart. (laughs) And he's like, so why would you think a divorce would be the right thing for you? Mm -hmm. Because you're so, you're a big ball. We're a big ball of green now. You know, I mean, our Play-Doh is not coming. Everything we've lived and experienced and meant to each other and said to each other and the experiences we've had, you can't extract that. 
So you got to go forward with mm-hmm. yeah with your melded Play-Doh. Play-Doh. <laughs> you got to go forward with the yeah, new. It's a great I analogy. Love the new Play-Doh. It is. Yeah, love it really that analogy. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You mentioned that you know you have a child, you have mm-hmm. a son mm-hmm. who's how old now? Nineteen. Oh my goodness. Yes. Gosh. So do you have an empty nest, or is he still at home? He's still at home. Thank you, God. <laughs> as long as he wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's another fight, Bruno. That's right another. Yeah. 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 Just you know, hold on a couple of years. Yeah. 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 But uh, and and that's what happens to a lot of marriages, right? They get mm-hmm. caught. You get caught up in the kids because obviously mm-hmm. they need you, and mm-hmm. and you have to make sure and put them first. I guess. Um, um, I don't know if there should be character categorized you're more important than this but you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying i mean Mm -hmm. children just need their parents so i think a lot of marriages get lost in that just like you said you know you you tend to put him first and and now you've stopped maybe communicating as well as you had before talk about what that looks like in terms of parenting and and holding on to your relationship um, Tim has always reminded me that Zane's not always going to be with us. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, right. you're going to have me and me only yeah. uh, in a couple of years here. Maybe before that, I don't know. Uh-huh. But, um, and we, I need to know him. Mm-hmm. I, I need to know what he likes. I need to know what he dislikes. Mm-hmm. I need to know, you know, if we have a free night, where are we going? What are we doing? Right. Uh, and share those. I mean, we haven't played volleyball in a million years. No. But, hey. We're open. We could figure no. it out. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, volleyball not. is not post-child. So, okay. But no, parenting, luckily, I mean, I made the decision. I made the the decision to have one Yeah. Um, because I didn't want my attention split or divided. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I can tell you, parent after parent, like, it just doubles. Mm-hmm. You know, you have two kids, it doubles. Yeah. Three kids, mm-hmm. it triples. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have my, I didn't have Zane until I was 34. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One and done. Yeah. yeah. So he has been our focus. And I think I've often thought if I don't need to quit real estate and become a counselor for marriages between zero, baby is zero, and baby goes to school. Mm-hmm. Because that's when the men don't hang in there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know what that child wants. It's not talking to them. Mm-hmm. It's acting silly. It's not big enough to throw a football or take in a race car mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever the man wants to do. And so sometimes that falls away because the woman, mm. of course, is, this is a bald-headed wonder. This is an infant, and it's totally dependent on on me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you you don't realize it's totally dependent on us. Right. It's dependent on me. I'm the mom. He came out of me, and so I'm it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm taking care of the child, <laughs> you know. And then you're like, I can't take care. I gotta sleep. I gotta yeah. take a shower. Uh-huh. And so then you parent and you do the, you know, you share those duties. Um, but yeah, he's very. I mean, he's 19. We don't really have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. We're just keeping tabs on where he is and what he's doing and how he's doing. But yeah, the parenting. I think it's the worst between zero and five. I think there's too many divorces in that pocket because the man is basically um, left for dead. Kind of checks out while you're completely in Uh on caring for them. Yeah, Right. I think not you. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Tim. She's she's talking about everybody else out (laughs) there, Tim. No, (laughs) honey. I used to vacuum 
holding him in one arm, vacuuming with the other. I, love I hate that. vacuuming. <laughs> Another I reason. I love that. Yes. Another reason to be married. <laughs> vacuuming gets done. Mm. Everybody's got to have their chore, right? Yeah. 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 We know that chores. Like, no. Uh, mm-hmm. So the last few years mm-hmm. have thrown maybe a curveball oh, your yes. way. And so we want you to share kind of your life story from the last few years and what has happened to you, Tracy. And I want you guys, as you tell that part of your story, I want you to highlight parts of your marriage and and how your relationship has worked, has maybe blossomed the hard parts too, Mm -hmm. that the last few years have presented to you. Um, I was diagnosed with stage four colorectal cancer uh, on March 15th of 2021, and it was a total surprise. I will, t- I will tell people till the day I'm not here that there are no symptoms. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a girl who had constipation her entire life, constipation wasn't a thing. You know, so that right. wasn't, and there was no blood in the stool, you know, none right. of that. And so I showed up and they said, you have five tumors in your liver and we don't know where the, ma- we don't know where the cause is. You have another tumor somewhere else. So we had, did that, found out I had a large tumor in my colon, five tumors in my liver. And they just looked at me and said, well, you're young. There's hope. And so we scheduled two major surgeries back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had my colon resection. We took out 12 inches of my colon, my ovaries, 25 lymph nodes, 22 were diseased, um, and my gallbladder on November 1st. And then because I'm young and was healthy to begin with, we six or seven weeks later, we cut my liver in half. Mm-hmm. We cut out the cancer and that was supposed to be the cure. Mm-hmm. 45 and I got let we went home on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and I looked like Gollum from mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. there was like nothing left of this girl as a skeleton well and she'd already had 12 rounds of chemotherapy okay. yeah I had to have 12 rounds of chemotherapy to shrink the tumor so I could gotcha. have the surgery and so we did that and that was horrible but anyway um <laughs> I'm here uh but through that diagnosis I mean I went home and I was like, how am I going to tell my boys? How am I going to do this? And I was asking God, you know, like, am I off the team? Is, is this it for me? Right. I mean, you you really are done with me and, mm-hmm. and this is over. 45 days after uh, those two major surgeries, I had four new tumors in my liver, what was left of it. Mm-hmm. And the doctors are like, um, this is aggressive, mm-hmm. but you're young. So um, there's really nothing we can do except give you chemo for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So that is the plan. I have had four major surgeries, 13 tumors. I currently have three tumors in my lungs. Um, They're not big enough to address, but that's coming. Mm -hmm. I took my 57th chemo treatment Mm -hmm. last Wednesday. Uh, So 58 will be next Wednesday. But I say all this to say God and Tim have been there for me. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have anybody else, now, Myrnie's been a great support to me. Mm -hmm. All the agents and Twyla and Jeff and Patrick, everybody's just overflowed. I mean, 
they were like, okay, we're going to get you food cards. You'll never have to cook again. And I was like, actually, I don't eat anymore. <laughs> so I don't care about food at right. all. And so I said, I do have a list of 100 books you're supposed to read before you die. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so I have 47, 48 books. Yeah. From my uh, agents uh-huh. that wanted to distract me because I said, you uh-huh. guys, I need to be distracted. So I've, uh-huh. I've been at work. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm still at work full time. And it, but if Tim had, had not just decided to love me like Jesus, nothing's too big, too small, too gross, uh-huh. you know, because there are days when I come home and particularly Fridays, every other Friday after my chemo, there is nothing left. Mm -hmm. And he does not choose that time to talk about our conflicts. Mm -hmm. He does not choose that time Mm -hmm. to run me down about this or that. Mm -hmm. He chooses that time to wash my comforter that I had when I was 16. And I roll up in it, and I sleep in a recliner um, because the port, I didn't want to damage it. I didn't want to roll over on it. I didn't want him to hit it and feel bad for the rest of his life because Mm -hmm. he would. And Mm -hmm. so I just sleep in a chair in my comforter. And when I get to hurting or I'm sick, I grab my cross. So many people give me crosses, too. So I'll grab a cross, and I'll just hold on to it, and I'll just pray and thank God that I'm still here, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I I tell everybody... If you don't have a Tim Prater and you're facing cancer, might want to find one. You might want to find one <laughs> mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this guy has cooked every meal for the last two and a half years. Well, almost three. He has cooked every meal. He has gotten me into the shower and out of the shower. Um, he's in. He uh, put grab bars next to the toilet and in the shower mm-hmm. and next to my bed. And he has, um, he redid the bathroom to make it more happy. He had a friend of ours take pictures of butterflies and hang them on the wall so that I would just walk in there and be joyous. Mm-hmm. And I, I cannot, we do not have time for me to tell you all the things that Tim has done for me, not just to keep me alive, but comfortable yeah. mm-hmm. and happy mm-hmm. yeah. and knowing that it's worth it. Yeah. Your fight and your struggle and these gross days and these sick days and these bad days and these no eating days and these no sleeping nights. He's like, wake me up. So I did one time and he watched me play Sudoku for two hours because the steroids <laughs> had me up all night. I was like, <laughs> so there is no end to what this man has done for me. And I am alive because of Jesus and because of Tim. And I want to share a verse that I sent to all the agents, my little thank you, mm, once yes. everybody was just outpouring. And I found it in Second Samuel 22. It's actually 29 and 30. You are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord turns my darkness into light. With you, I can scale, or I, I don't have the rest of it written down, but it's um, with you, I can face an army. With mm. you, I can scale a wall. Mm. And I clung to that. Because I had to know that there was light after this darkness. I had to know it. And these big brown eyes promise me light every day. It's going to get better. And so we keep taking the chemo, and we know Jesus is going to heal me. But we're so thrilled to be 
experiencing mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Our 30th one, yeah. because my diagnosis was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And we, at that, in March, we were not guaranteed that I would be at Zane's graduation mm-hmm. in May. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, and yeah. so, or the next year. Yeah. So a year later. But yeah. they were like, we don't know. Well, and, and, you know, that's that's one of the things that we decided early on when Tracy was diagnosed. We wanted to be very transparent about it because, mm-hmm. you know, people sometimes put off colonoscopies oh. and they put off the preventive medicine stuff. And doing doing those things, and we weren't really behind the eight ball as far as, well, we hadn't put it off and we hadn't, mm-hmm. you know, we hadn't ignored symptoms. We just turned 50. But... Um, we want to encourage and we have tried to encourage others throughout this process. And by being by being open about it, we've found others that are in similar situations that we've been able to come alongside and encourage. Mm-hmm. Because as Tracy mentioned, when she was initially diagnosed, we weren't expecting much time. Right. Um, yeah. And the outpouring, you know, both from the Murney agents, but, you know, Agents all across um, Greater Springfield Board of yeah. Realtors, mm-hmm. um, the title companies. Yes. I mean, there's so many people that just stepped up and and sent books or sent Tracy a gift card. Um, the the love that was shared was just overwhelming. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's it's hard to explain, mm-hmm. but um, we hope that we have been a source of encouragement for others because um, it's not easy, and. No. The, the thing that people often seem to feel when they're going through a diagnosis like Tracy's, um, they seem to feel somewhat isolated. Mm-hmm. And by stepping up and, and helping people understand that they're not alone, um, we hope that we've helped others. Mm-hmm. I try to make friends every time. It depends. You know, there's 30 treatment chairs just all lined up, and sure. I have my favorite. And if I get there early, I get it. <laughs> and then I sit there, and then whoever sits down on either side of us, we just strike up a conversation. We're like, you know, I met a guy who was had four chemo treatments and was facing, and I'm like, I've had 57, but mm. you, the first 12 are the worst. Yeah. You know? And so you're going to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about this after the 12 treatments. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about this after your surgery. Mm-hmm. You, and I was, one of our friends, he's like, I might get to go back to work. And I'm like, you tell him that you're there. You're coming back. You're, mm-hmm. you're yeah. doing it. Yeah. And so, yeah. and I wear a frog hat and it says fully rely on Jesus. And so everybody knows me. And it was so funny. Right before Christmas, the girls in the treatment center gave me a hat. It was like a fun beach hat looking thing. Uh-huh. And they were like, we saw this and we thought of you. <laughs> and so I'm like, I can't wear my frog hat every week. <laughs> so now I'm switching off between frog nice. hat yeah. and beach hat. You're flexible. Yeah. I, I can yeah. do that. They give yeah. me a t-shirt and they all signed it. Aww, and they're like, you're so strong. And so we've had a lot, uh, a lot of encouragement. But yeah. Um, without faith, I don't know how anybody's going to make yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And without this guy, I don't know how mm-hmm. anybody's going to make it. But they will, because if they're blessed enough to have a Tim in their lives, yeah, they will make it, mm-hmm. and life will be worth living. Mm-hmm. And it won't just be 
next treatment, next treatment, next yeah. treatment. I yeah. mean, I'm on yeah. this I, wash, rinse, repeat. I'm on this for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I truly believe Jesus can, he, he healed everybody yes. in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So he can heal me. He can. If it Absolutely. suits his purposes. That's right. Yeah. You know, because we're here for him and it's all about his redemption story and getting all the sheep into the pen. Yeah. And I want to be part of that. And I'm apparently part of that because I'm still here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so just trying to, to do what he wants, and he's. I've gotten so much the intimacy that I was always chasing after yeah. with Jesus mm-hmm. through suffering. Mm-hmm. The way is made mm-hmm. straight, and he comes straight to you in yeah. your need. When you're suffering, he's there, and he may send you an angel, he may not, but no, he is there. He's not completely worried about your comfort and your happiness. This no. guy is. That's why I have him. <laughs> Jesus is like, I right. need you to be holy. And I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. And then over here, he's like, what do you want for dinner? Yeah. What Would you like to sleep? Would you like to go to bed at 8? Let's go to bed at 8. <laughs> and sleep until 8. I love that. <laughs> okay. I love that. Mm-hmm. Sleeping in rocks. <laughs> so what do you think the last couple of years has done for your marriage? How do you see God in the middle of that? He is, it's a solid rock mm-hmm. on which I stand. Yeah. All other ground is sinking sand. He's definitely drawn us closer to him yeah. as mm-hmm. well as one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that has been a blessing. Um, you know, we. And there's times I just want to be held. I want yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to eat. Yeah. I don't want to drink. Yeah. I want yeah. you to leave me alone about that. Because yeah. I just I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. So there are times when I come home from work and I just collapse in his arms and cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that seems what my soul wants to do. That's what yeah. you need. That's what's gonna make and you feel so, better. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so to be married uh and going through cancer is a gift. He's made it more so. Yeah. You know, by altering our home and, and doing all the grocery shopping and doing all the cooking and doing all the laundry and basically not letting me do anything. Yeah. But that's okay because that's all right. I read books and I cry and I'm held and I get better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think one thing, you know, you, you obviously had a foundation based on faith to mm-hmm. start with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's one thing when you don't have that and something like this happens mm. and then you're searching for answers and trying to latch on to something that um, will give you peace but you you had the foundation mm-hmm. and and I think I think that probably helped mm-hmm. both the marriage and and your your uh, brave attitude towards this I think that mm-hmm. that foundation probably had it not been there would it, your story might be different yeah. I think so. I, I, I know my story. I wouldn't be here. Literally, I would not be here if I was just with myself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you go through times of self-loathing, mm-hmm. you know, and you're we like, why do. can't I beat this? Why can't I feel better? Yeah. Why can't I get my head right and get my attitude, you know, straightened up? And you just beat yourself up about it. And if you don't have somebody there going, you know what? It ain't that bad. You know, you're not not going to make this. Mm-hmm. You're going to make this. And mm-hmm. so having the encouragement, you know, when you're in your own head. Yeah. And that's why I love working so much yeah. is because yeah. it gets me out of my head. Yes. It gets me around other people. Yes. You know, and so even though we have to wear our masks everywhere we go, 
COVID didn't kill me. I had it the last week of October and I thought it was, I thought I would die and I did not. And so we're wearing our masks everywhere and being looked at weird and we, it just doesn't matter. They're not rowing this boat. It doesn't matter. They're not rowing this boat. We are rowing this boat and we are going to protect ourselves to the best of our ability uh, to not get sick because if I get sick, I don't get better at the same rate you everybody would get better i get a paper cut and i've got it for 15 20 days and you know yours is gone in three days yeah Yeah. so it's just everything's retarded Uh, you know everything's slowed down about my development yeah and so i'm just holding steady and this guy is my he helps me hold steady because when i go down he brings me brings you back up that's right and that takes a certain mindset tim certainly for you for both of you yeah. yes you mm-hmm. both have to be in a certain mindset to do this together mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well one i want to tell one of the reasons that we wanted you to come on here in the first place tracy and tim is because of how you have told your story on social media mm-hmm. and how i have followed it along and read different excerpts and you're not on there all the time it's not Mm -hmm. a weekly update Mm -hmm. but it touched me and it told me that you you are telling a story every day by living your life Mm -hmm. and reminding people that they need jesus Mm -hmm. and so i wanted you to come on here and tell us not only about your love story but about your faith yeah because it's so important to hear and to spread Mm -hmm. spread the word Mm -hmm. That's yes. right. Get your colonoscopy. Kids, Yes. if they find a polyp, they're going to take it, and you're done. Mm-hmm. You don't get the, we're going to be taking chemo the rest of your life, so you're going to have 26 good weeks, and you're going to have 26 bad weeks out of every year. Right. You know, that is not your future. Right. Your, if you want your future to be anywhere close to what you've dreamed it could be, get a colonoscopy. Get a colonoscopy. Yeah. yeah. And get one every year. And you know you get graham crackers after that. <laughs> you get graham crackers and whatever you want to drink, maybe a Sprite, maybe a Dr. Pepper. I can't drink, I can't have sugar anymore, so they won't be giving me that. But, you know, and it's the best sleep of your life. It is. You know, you sleep. get a great, you go home, you get a great nap, and you're like, yep. well, that wasn't so bad. No big deal. And who doesn't want to reset their entire diet situation? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a good cleanse. Everybody needs a Everybody good cleanse. Needs that. Good cleanse. Yes. <laughs> tonics, whatever you use, and then hit that reset button yeah. and do it better the next time. Yeah. You know, fast food had to go. Sugar had to go. Yeah. Everything that makes you happy about food and drink yeah. is gone. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now it's fuel. Yeah. Yes. Now I eat nuts and berries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. And eggs. And if you give four colonoscopies in a 12-month period and you ask really nice, they might bring you popcorn. Oh, oh wow. See? Right. There's an upside to I everything. I did have upside absolutely. to everything. <laughs> yes. Goodness. <laughs> what a story. I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Is there one last word of love you would like to give our listeners mm. or a tip from some very wise people? Ah, oh, I love you. Love everybody who's around you. Yes. But one thing that I've learned is God can't be your everything until he's the only thing. And you've got a choice to make him your priority without being driven to your knees through cancer and realizing he is your only hope. Mm -hmm. So please, if you want your future intact... Like you think it's going to be, get that colonoscopy every year, 
please do that. Please do that for me. Stage four means two organs are diseased. You don't want to be there. You don't want them cutting on your colon. You don't want any of that. Please, please, please. I love you. Jesus loves you. And we all want you to be here next year and next year and next Mm -hmm. year. So please get your colonoscopy and love your man. (laughs) Be grateful and thankful. (laughs) Give him treats. It's good. Well, thank you guys yeah, for thank telling you so much. your love story, your life story, mm-hmm. your faith story. We love you guys. We love you. And we appreciate you coming on and spending time with us. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for having us. And thank you to Gershman Mortgage, Kate and Jordan, for helping us produce this episode. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Simply Authentic podcast. Be sure to hit follow so that you can see each episode as it pops up weekly. 